It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about Jesus. I know the resounding response sometimes in the brain, maybe not verbally because you know people look at you funny, but is duh. We know that. But do we really know it? It's not about us. It is about him. Less of me, more of you. God, I want to decrease that you would increase. I want to I want to completely be eradicated so you could be magnified in everything. I guess I, I was about to say, I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm, it's not really what I'm preaching about, but it kind of is at the same time today. But if we would all truly get the mindset of being a servant unto God, like I'm going to serve you. Like, I'm like really going to serve you what serving means. That's what I'm going to do. It's all about you, God. I breathe because of you. I I go to the store because of you. I drive my car because of you. And if we get that mindset, we will truly become the hands and the feet of Jesus Christ. It will automatically just begin to happen. You may say, well, I don't know enough about the Bible. But if you get a mindset and you begin to pray and you begin to seek his face and you do get into the word of God and you get the mindset that, Less of me and all of you, Jesus. And I live because of you. And, that, and that's how you live. It's your lifestyle. You will be the disciple. You'll be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ on this earth. It will just happen. Because you have submitted to him. And what you have started learning, what you have started being, what have you, you have started, you've started being a real Christian. Amen. I'm not talking about the world's view of a Christian. But I'm talking about the Bible view of a Christian. You've started being a Christian. It will come out. This is what, if you truly are that way, and I'm truly that way, what will happen is when when pastor or someone says, hey, we need to pray, we need to go to the prayer room, or we need to do that, there's no question for you because I'm a servant of the Lord, and it's less of me and all of you. Man. I pray that we would gain that heartbeat and that passion in our lives. You've not lived until you've done that or started that. I don't think you ever get to a place where you're just, you've arrived at that. But when you've start, you've made up in your mind, that's how I'm going to live my life. That's when you've truly started living. Like it re- there's more fulfillment. It's, it's better than even having your own children. Amen. Grandpas and grandmas, it's better than having grandbabies trying to get it on a level where we can understand it here today. It's better than all of that. When you truly start living, serving Jesus Christ. That's why I get up in the morning. That's why I go to my job. I do it all for his glory and his honor and his praise. Amen. I go to college for that. I go to high school for that. I live for you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Welcome again to Vision Weekend. And I am thankful that you're in the house of the Lord today. 
Today is going to be a very special day. It's been a little over a year since we have cast vision for Truth Church that I don't believe unless God changes something in that, that it will change. I believe the vision for our church has been set. The trajectory of our church has been set. And today we're going to talk about some of those things. We're going to talk about what God has done with us just in 2021, leaving the COVID and leaving all of those things behind and what we did in the midst of, of turmoil, in the midst of things, and some of it's trying to come back and all of that, but what we have done because, not that we get any glory, it's not about us, again, but it's about Jesus, but because we've submitted to him and we've listened to his calling and we've listened to his prodding and we've, we've heard his voice and some of you... I looked at pictures yesterday evening on my wife's phone, and it was, it was just pictures on her social media, and, and it was people that just a few weeks from now was the first time that you walked into this building, and you received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You got baptized in Jesus' name, and we're about to come up on the one-year anniversary that you came into the house of the Lord. Amen. For some of you, some of you, it was during this year, and I'm thankful, and I'm excited about that, and and I, I, I'm so thrilled, but God has allowed us to accomplish some things. He's allowed you to accomplish some things in your life. I told you at the beginning of 2021 that this is going to be the year of growth. It's going to be the year of maturing. And I believe many of us have. And I believe over the past few weeks, some of us have made big strides towards Jesus Christ and, and getting closer to him. And, man, I'm, I'm, I'm almost at the end of the year and I haven't done nothing. And so you finally, you've dug your feet in and you said, okay, Lord, I'm going to get closer to you. I've seen it happen. And I'm excited about it. And I'm thankful for it. And God is only going to do greater things here at Truth Church. If you have your Bibles uh, today we are going to go to two places in Scripture uh, for our text, for our, our beginning reading, rather. Our text will be found in Proverbs 29, verse 18. 29. And we will also be going to Acts 26. Very familiar verses of Scripture, especially Acts 26, speaking of the conversion of Paul. Saul, rather, to Paul, but... Um, very familiar verses of scripture for many that are in the room today. I don't dare say that you know the story because there's probably somebody in the room that doesn't know the story. That's like preaching 101. Uh, they told us that in Bible college. Don't ever say, don't ever say you know the story because if you know the story, why are you even in church? Um, there's probably somebody that don't know the story. And so that's why, that's why I say that today. But Proverbs 29, verse 18. If you're there, say I'm there. I encourage you today to bring your Bibles. Look at your neighbors. I'm going to bring my Bible next week. I know you have your iPhone. I have mine too. Speaking of which, I better get my timer started. For those of you that are joining us online, I will hurry because I know I'm racing the schedule. And I want to make sure that your attention span is kept. Proverbs 29, verse 18. Where there is no vision. Somebody say no vision. no vision. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Look at your neighbor and say, it looks like vision is important. 
If we ain't got a vision, you're going to die. I'd have some joke in your... But truly, if you don't have a vision, we don't know where the trajectory is. It could be to your demise. We got to have vision. Amen? I'm going to say this before I read my next portion of Scripture. It's not enough for Pastor Darren to be the only one that has vision. The body of Christ, guests that are in the building, you've got to have vision. Amen? And I'm not talking about what you get at IMART if they're still open. I don't know if they are or not. I'm talking about vision from the Holy Ghost, vision from the heavens, vision from a divine word that has been spoken. You've got to have vision or you're going to perish. That's how important vision is. Acts 26, verse 13. Again, speaking of the conversion of Saul, Paul. At midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from the heaven above, the, bright, the brightness of the sun shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest me? Persecutest thou me? It is heard for thee, hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And listen to this. This is powerful because it's a oneness scripture, and I don't believe everybody really realizes it. Verse 15. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, Somebody say, He said. He said, I am Jesus <laughs> who thou persecutest. But rise and stand up upon thy feet. For I have appeared unto thee for this purpose. To make thee a minister. Somebody say, I'm a minister. I was changed to do something. Come on, somebody said, I was changed to do something. I was changed to make a difference. Amen. Make thee a minister. And a witness both of these things which thou hast seen. And of these things in which I will appear unto thee. Delivering thee from the people. Delivering thee from the people. And from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee. Ladies and gentlemen, your conversion, your change, your transformation sent you on a trajectory. You've got a purpose, sir. Ma'am, you've got a purpose. To open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God. Somebody say, I've been forgiven for a reason. I was baptized for a reason. I was transformed for a reason. That they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto 
heavenly vision. Keep that scripture right there. Look at that. Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision. He's talking about, he's explaining what happened to him. He's explaining how it all went down. And he talks about what was said. He talks about everything that took place, ladies and gentlemen. But that last verse 19 just did me in. Look at it. Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision. There was a vision that was cast to me. There was a vision that was given to me the day I was transformed. And I haven't been disobedient to that vision. I've gone after it. I've declared his doings. I'm going to keep on declaring his doings. I'm going to talk about the goodness of God. I'm here today to preach to you, the Truth Church of Denison, to guests that are in the house. Vision changes everything. Vision changes the whole outlook of everything. Lord, we bow our heads to you. We lift our hands to you. And we ask you to come into this place right now. Lord, I pray that it would be somebody's first day. The first day of the rest of their life. Oh, Lord, when they, they get to this altar here in a little while, when they see the things that you have done, not that we have done, but, Lord, you have done through your body. Lord, I pray that they would want to be a part of the body of Christ. I pray they'd want to be a part of True Church. But more than that, Lord, I want them to be a part of the kingdom of God. I want them to be a part, oh Lord, of that great number. Lord, I want them to be a part of those individuals that they're called in election has been made sure. Lord, I want them to be a part of the Lamb's book of life. Lord, that's what's most important. It has nothing to do with us. It has nothing to do with our dream team. It has nothing to do with, with our dream center team or any, any area of service inside of that compass. But God, it has to do with what you do in the lives of the hurting and the broken. You change everything when we get your vision. When we get the vision that the world, the world is where we need to go change things. The world is where we need to go lift our voice and declare unto the sinner and unto the broken and unto the wayward and unto the prodigal. There is hope for you. It changes everything. In Jesus' name, and everyone say amen. Amen, amen. You may be seated. Look at your neighbor and say, vision changes everything. Vision. Somebody say vision. Vision, the capacity to create a compelling picture of the desired state of affairs that inspires people to respond. That which is desirable which could be, should be, that which is attainable. That's the definition of vision. Something that would make you want to respond. Something that would make you want to do something. That's what vision is. In the scripture text that we read in Acts 26, we see that, at the, I'm going to be honest with you, Brother Cooper, that I'm going to tell you, if I was knocked off my horse, and there was a light like the sun shining really close to me and started talking to me, my vision's going to change real quick like. 
and I'm also going to have to change my pants, but that's beside the point. And he probably did. It just isn't written because it's kind of bad, but yet I mentioned it anyway. But he, he left that out of the description to King Agrippa, but no doubt it changes everything. And it motivates you, Brother Adams, to do something. It motivates you to, when you get the vision set out before you, I've got to do something. I've got to change. I've got to move forward. A godly vision, a godly vision is right for the times, right for the church, and right for the people. A godly vision promotes faith rather than fear. Amen? A godly vision motivates people to action. And true church, I want to say, you've taken action in 2021. Maybe not everybody, but the majority has taken action in 2021. And for that, I am thankful. Vision is the ability to understand the history, the present condition, and the potential of anything, but most definitely, the church. I use that definition for the church today. And to convince everybody else to do the same. We got to take action. We got to minimize everything else. And we got to maximize the ministry that God has placed in us. You are to do the work of ministry. And when you get a vision, you're going to minimize everything else in life. And you're going to say, Lord, I am here for you. I am here for the kingdom of God. I am here to give my life, my time, my talent, my ability, Lord, to lift you up, to magnify you, and to praise your holy and precious name. I am going to maximize the potential that I have. You have Potential. Look at somebody and say, I got potential. Look at them again and say, I know I don't smell like it or look like it, but I got potential this morning. <laughs> Some of you say, I ain't saying that. That's good. That's all right. That's good. That's, be motivated today. More often than not, vision is a result of having spent much time absorbing the facts about community knowing the resources upon which the church can call and, and devising a sound plan, devising a sound creative strategy to move forward. And I believe at the beginning of 2021, we did that very thing. I believe that we, we developed something not just by me and by my doings, but through prayer and fasting and asking God to lead in God. It gave us a trajectory, a place to go, a, a movement to make, a vision to keep that we could see God work out what he desires to work out. I get it. I understand it. It may not feel good to you. It may not be the best thing. Man, I, I would have had more money. I would have had more time. If I wouldn't have got involved in this, if I wouldn't have done that, then I'd have this, that, or the other. But ladies and gentlemen, it ain't about you. It ain't about me. It's about him. It's about his kingdom. It's about what God wants to see happen in this last and closing hour. And I don't know about you. I'm going to step away for a moment. I want to be a part of the end time revival. I don't want to be a part of the end time revival just saying I want to be a part of the end time revival. But Sister Alicia, I want to get involved. I want to get my knees dirty. I want to get in the prayer room. I want to make sure that God is using me in whatever way he sees fit to make sure I'm a part of the kingdom of God. 
Praise God. Vision always, always, every time, without end, every single time, it entails progress. And there's been progress here at Truth Church. There's been progress in your home. I'm not just talking about what you see aesthetically and all of the things that have been done this year, but I'm talking about in the spirit. I'm talking about in relationships. I'm talking about in the prayer room. Maybe not everybody's got on board, but the majority of people have got on board, and we have begun to pray and to seek God's face. And vision always entails progress. It is never satisfied with the status quo. Truth Church of Denison, we are not satisfied with the status quo. I'm looking at men and ladies that are in the building right now, and if I began to talk about the things that you've done, talk about, you probably you wouldn't want me to. You don't want to because you have the mindset of it's not about me, and I get that. But if I began to talk about it, it would be certain that you are not an individual of the status quo. You want more than anything else for this church to prosper. You want revival. You're doing whatever you can to make sure that that happens. And God has allowed us. As a church, as a body, those of you that are listening online today, it has allowed us as a body to be a massive impact in 2021. Now, you'll hear me say this a couple of times today, but I'm not satisfied with the impact that we've made. But I'm glad we've made the impact that we've made in 2021. But I want more. It ain't about me, but I want more. Why do I want more? Because I want God's kingdom to prosper. I want God's church to prosper. I want there not to be one seat unfilled in this building. Amen. I want the baptistry. I want us to have to get four of them. Why? Because I want the kingdom to grow. And I want us to work like it's on our ability and what we're doing. I understand it's God that gives the increase. I understand that God is the one that saves. I understand that. But baby, I'm going to get my knees dirty in prayer. I'm going to get my voice out there to everybody to hear because I'm not satisfied with the status quo. You may be seated. I'm going to give you a few things this morning. On YouTube this year, I understand. I, I'm familiar with YouTube. I, I watch things on YouTube. I watch church services. I watch preachers. I watch, uh, um, I can't even remember the name of it, but it's, I really like it because uh, they built houses out of containers and they live in East Texas. Some, what is it called? Life Unconnected, something like that. I, I like all that stuff. And I understand these views and the time spent, and you can look at all the analytics. It may not be big to very many people, but what it was to me was excitement because I'm like, man, that's a lot of impressions. That's a lot of, not impressions, actual views, people that have, got onto our YouTube channel and watched it. Over 17,000 people since 2021, January of 2021, have watched our services. And this is how YouTube works. It, once you visited, your IP address is there, and it doesn't count you again on that particular service, but it counts every time you go make another post, another, another video there. So 17,000 views, over 17,000 views. That's a big impact to me, ladies and gentlemen. But it's still not good enough. 
Because when I think of the population of just Sherman and Denison, we are way beyond the 17,000 view, beyond that number. we got to get bigger than that. But that's a big impact, ladies and gentlemen. That's why it's important that we don't get satisfied with what we have. That's why we don't need to get satisfied with the one measly little camera that we love a whole, whole lot. We need to continue to do it and to continue to grow. Why? Because we want to do whatever we can to make sure that the gospel of Jesus Christ gets out to people. Truth Church, I'm thankful for you. I am thankful for your giving. I'm thankful for your sacrificial giving. In 2021, Truth Church of Denison, the people that are under the sound of my voice right now, in missions, you have given $52,858.14 to the cause of missions. Let me tell you this. It's been better. It's been better probably before. I, I didn't ask Bishop. I didn't ask him about the years. But I'm just telling you, that's a big number right there. But I'm going to tell you this. In the matter of two months, almost three months, 30,000 came for Taronga. I believe I'm saying that right. Brother Borders, missionary location. That is what you did in just a couple of months. We were set to send them 26,000, but man, it kept on coming in. It kept on coming in. It kept on coming in. And $30,000, your sacrifice for the kingdom of God. I guess you're satisfied with the status quo because there's not enough lifting up his name. There's not enough people getting excited about it. I tell you what. Brother Borders is excited. Brother Borders is thankful that he can go and not have to worry about anything. He's going to go into Taranga, and he is going to preach the gospel in crusades. He's made up his mind. He, when I text him the final number, when we sent it off, we, we, we wired it to the UPCI. When we sent it off, I, I told him that, that moment, I told him, and he said, oh, my goodness. He was just overwhelmed. He called me, and he was overwhelmed. And he said, you're coming. And I said, maybe so. Yes, I am. <laughs> I want to go. I really do. I think it'd be awesome, but I'd rather, I'd rather not go by myself. I'd rather people that have a vision for the kingdom of God. I understand that the vision's right here, and I understand that we need to keep it here. We got a mission field right here. But ladies and gentlemen, this lets Pastor Darren know that you've grabbed a hold of the vision. Missions is important. The kingdom of God is important. Praise God. If you would, go ahead and show this video from Brother Borders. Praise the Lord, Truth Church. I'm Brandon Borders, missionary to the nation of New Zealand. I wanted to take a moment today and express my gratitude to you for your involvement in the kingdom of God. Because of your sacrificial giving, we will be ready to do evangelism in the city of Tauranga, New Zealand. Because you gave to the kingdom of God. We can host crusades for the lost people of that city. Because you gave to the kingdom of God, we will be ready to plant a church in a city where there is no church today. Thank you for your impact on souls. Thank you for your global reach. May God bless you. Come on, thank him right now. You know what you sacrificed. You know what your vision was. You know what happens when you step outside of yourself and say, it ain't about me. It's about the kingdom of God. Mission Weekly, Truth Church, it astounds me. Am I satisfied with it? 
Absolutely not, because I believe we can do more. But am I thankful for it? You better believe it. In 2021, $25,313.63 was given to Mission Weekly. And everything that's listed underneath it is what that goes to. We give to Move the Mission. That's She's for Christ. We give to NAM. That's the that's the reach mission or have missionary churches in the states. And we have Save Our Children. We have Mother's Day offering and Father's Day offering and, and Tupelo Children's Mansion. Over $25,000. Ladies and gentlemen, we are not satisfied with the status quo. We got a heartbeat for the kingdom of God. It is not about us. It's about him. This is not money, ladies and gentlemen, that stayed right here at Truth Church. This is money that left this building, that left these four walls to do what? To further the kingdom of God. Brother Wes, he wanted to talk to us this morning. Hello, Truth Church. Jerry West here, church planner in Washington, D.C. You may remember when we visited your church and we shared our burden for our nation's capital. And your church partnered with our family in what God has called us to do, planting apostolic churches in our nation's capital. And you give to us every month so that we can accomplish that mission. And I just want to say thank you. We, we moved on site finally after 21 months of travel in June of this year. And we began teaching Bible studies and making connections. We had our very first preview service in November. And I am so excited to announce that in our very first service, we had 40 people in attendance there. 18 of those people were connected exclusively to Freedom Church, the church that we are planting here. And I could not do it without you. Our family is so grateful to your church family, to your wonderful pastor and his family. Thank you for giving the missions. Thank you for spreading the gospel across the world. Washington, D.C. has another church because of you. You may not have heard it because of the hand clasp, but it's, he said that there were 18 people that were exclusively there for their church. They'd never been to another church before on that first service. 18 people had the opportunity to hear the one God, Holy Ghost message, had the opportunity to be baptized in Jesus' name. I don't know their status yet. I don't know where they're at, but ladies and gentlemen, what does that tell us? That tells us that we got a vision that's beyond us. It's a vision beyond true church. We got a vision for the kingdom. And vision changes everything. Make it a little animated, a little excited today. But I am excited that I, when I look at it, numbers don't lie, ladies and gentlemen. The Bible says where your treasure is. And when I looked at all this and I pulled it all together, I had tears running down my face because why? I understood something that you got a vision for the kingdom of God. You got a you understand. There may be some of you in the place, maybe there's guilt that you feel, I don't do that. I don't give to those things. Let the bygones be bygones and start this week. Start today. It's Mission Sunday. Start today being a part of Missions Weekly. Why? Because it's a vision beyond ourselves. And when you get a vision for the kingdom of God, it changes everything. Let me be seated. All men dream, but not equally. Those who dream by night in the dusty recesses of their mind, minds awake to the day to find it was all vanity. But the dreamers of the day are adventurous men and women.
for they may act on their dreams with open eyes to make it possible. Ladies and gentlemen, there are impossibilities, but if we will put our hands to the plow, if we will let our heartbeat be, it's not about me, it's about you, we will see dreams of missionaries come to pass. We'll see dreams of people in this building come to pass. We'll see prayers of people in this building come to pass. People that are watching on home, at home that have not been here before, we'll see that dream of you walking into this building come to pass. It will be made possible. Praise God. About 300, a little history lesson here. About 350 years ago, when a shipload of travelers landed on the northeast coast of America. The first year they established a town site. The next year they established two governments. The third year, the town government planned to build a road five miles westward into the wilderness. In the fourth year, the people tried to impeach their town government because they thought it was a waste of public funds to build a road five miles westward into the wilderness. Who needed to go there anyway? What was the point in even going there anyway? Here were people who had the vision to see 3,000 miles, sail 3,000 miles across the ocean and overcome great hardships to get there. But in just a few years, they were not able to see even five miles out of the town. They had lost their pioneer vision. They lost their pioneering vision. The I, I got to go. I got to move forward. And that's why I tell you today, oh, am I excited about these things? Am I excited about all the things that we're going to talk about today? Yes, but I am not satisfied with them. Because when we arrive where Jesus wants us to arrive in 2021, if he tarries, we still got 2022 to go. And I'm not satisfied. I want more souls saved. I want baptisms more. I want altars filled. I want people filled with the Holy Ghost. I want more people in first steps. I want more people in deeper life. I want more people. People discipling people in this last and closing hour. Somebody picked up where, they lost, where their lost vision ended and kept moving west. And now you and I live in their vision called the United States of America with a clear vision of what we can become in Christ. No ocean is too difficult. No ocean is too difficult or too great for us to pass over. Without, without having a mindset and a heartbeat to do what God has called us to do, we won't do it. But if we get a mindset, if we get a heartbeat, if we get a desire to do what God wants us to do, there are no current boundaries that will keep us in to where God wants us to go. And so I'm telling you again today that vision changes everything. Sir, if you'll get on the bandwagon, ma'am, if you'll be a part of the dream team, oh, I don't do that. I don't serve there. 
Oh, I am begging you right now to make some different considerations for 2022. Why? Because we need you. If you'll get the vision, if we'll get one mind and of one accord, we'll see revival that we still have not seen. We'll see souls saved that we still not have seen. Because where your treasure is, your time, your ability, your talent is, there is your heart also. And you'll do whatever it takes. You'll get the vision that vision changes everything. The vision that comes from the throne of God will never supersede the possibility for that action depicted in the vision. Second Peter, verse 3 and verse 8. It'll be on the screen, or it probably already is, but I think you should get it in your Bibles or on your phone. Second Peter 3, verse 8. The Lord is not. Somebody say is not. Is not. Somebody say isn't. isn't. Somebody be texting and say ain't. ain't. The Lord ain't slack concerning his promise. As some men count slackness. But he is long-suffering to usward. Not willing that any should perish. But that all should come to repentance. Ladies and gentlemen. Our God wants everybody to repent. Our God, that is the vision is that I want everybody to repent. The vision is that I don't want anybody to perish. That is what God wants, ladies and gentlemen. Can I get a hand clap of praise? The God that I serve, the God that you serve, he doesn't want anybody to perish, and he wants everybody to come to repentance. That is the vision. And I get it. It seems impossible. It seems completely and totally not doable. It can't happen. How in the world is everybody? How is every how is everybody going to have an opportunity? How is everybody going to do it? Well, let me just preach a little bit about this. Have you ever been to Taronga? Taronga. That place that we're trying to help them. Have you ever been there? I haven't been there. I haven't been to Washington, D.C. to start a church. I have been there. And I got out of there as fast as I could. Because you can feel it in the air. It's weird. I'm telling you, I'm just my experience, you may be totally different. It's beautiful. I love walking to all the mountains. I love, I love getting off, off grid and getting to where, where nobody, I mean, it's where the real people live, not the tourist stuff. I mean, it's different than good old country Denison, Texas, ladies and gentlemen. It's a lot different than her. It ain't the same. But I haven't been there to start a church. But now I can say what has been there is what was inside my pocket. And what I can say is that I've been on my knees and I said, Lord, when Brother Borders goes back, when he gets back there, Lord, let the very first time that they have a crusade, let it blow things out of the water. Not because of me, but because of you. Lord, don't let them have any reservations. Lord, let them go in there with guns blazing, reaching the lost. I haven't been there. 
but my pocketbook has been there. My prayers have been there. You know what that's called? That's called vision. And vision changes everything. Do we believe the Bible or not? If we pray, it'll come to pass. When it's impossible, that's when God does his best work. I get it. We give our money. But I'm going to tell you something. $30,000, exchange fees, going to headquarters, making sure everything's taken care of, all legal things, and making sure all, it ain't going to be very much at the end of the day. But ladies and gentlemen, when it's impossible... And the scripture that we read in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 8, when we read it and say that's impossible, that is when God does his best work. But he ain't going to move a muscle if we don't move a muscle first, ladies and gentlemen. So that's why we get on our knees and pray. That's why we get in our pocketbooks. That's why we seek the face of God. That's why we teach Bible studies. That's why we do these things. Because when he sees the faith, when he sees the passion, when he sees you've grabbed a hold of biblical vision and not just some vision out there. You've grabbed the whole division. He says, all right, I see their faith. All right, I see what they're serious about. All right, where their treasure is, there is their heart also. So here I'm going to come. Where they can't do it, I'm going to do it. Clap your hands under the Lord, all you people. Am I satisfied as a pastor where we're at? No. Is it near enough? Absolutely not. But I do believe that Truth Church of Denison family is catching the vision of God. And you're catching the vision of your pastor. Yes, in 2021, it's been great. We have seen over. This is just the ones that I called people and I text people. And, and it got to a number that I felt like it was a good number. Is it near enough? Absolutely not. But over 350 Bible studies have been taught by people in this congregation in 2021. You can't get satisfied. We won't go westward if we get satisfied. We got to keep on getting excited about what God is doing. But over 350, and I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, when I was compiling this information, and I only texted a few people, and I only called a few people, and I got to that number, and I felt like it was a good one, I looked at the calling list, and there was a lot more people that I wanted to call that I know you teach Bible studies. If I didn't call you and you taught a Bible study this year, would you stand to your feet? Or I didn't text you. Stand to your feet. I love it when I see young people standing up. There's some back there that's raising their hand. Ladies and gentlemen, I didn't even count these people. I didn't even call these people. So no doubt that number is going to go up. Are we satisfied? No, because I would to God when I asked that same question in 2022 that the entire congregation would stand up and say, yes, I've taught a Bible study. Why did I teach one? Because I understand vision changes things. Vision can change that for the hurting. It can change it for the broken. It can change it for the one that is an atheist. It can change it for anybody if you catch the vision of the word of God. Amen. 27 people graduated from first steps in 2021. And they're serving in the kingdom of God. Some of them are serving today. And I'm excited about it. cast a vision last year about 
deeper life and we talked about deeper life and how you need to know what you believe and if you don't know everything I'm excited about this because there's people that are on our Dream Center team that, that went through deeper life and they were like oh my goodness that's powerful man we need to publish that stuff yeah maybe we too but my first goal is that I can look across the congregation and I can see 200 plus people that have gone to deeper life and you heard brother Jonathan and brother Tex teach you about the things of God so you'll know what you believe because your vision changes everything. I'm not harping on anybody, but some of you started and you never came back. And you struggle to this day. I've seen you. I got really good vision and I've seen you struggle. I've seen things. Um, where are they at? Why don't they worship? Why aren't they excited? Why haven't they moved forward in the kingdom of God? Why, why hasn't things changed in their personal life? I can see it. Because we are known by our fruits. The first step you need to take in 2022 is you need to go to, our, when we do it in January, when Brother Jonathan puts out the announcement about having deeper life, you need to get into it because why? There are people that will die. There are people that have died this year that did not know the things that are taught in that class. Vision changes everything. It changes how you live for God. It changes how you're passionate about giving, how you're passionate about how you walk, talk, and live, and how you bear fruits in the, in the world. So you need to make sure you get the right vision. But I'm excited to say that 36 people did complete deeper life in 2021. Am I excited about that number? Is that, it? Is that awesome? Yes. But am I satisfied? No, I am not. And this one, we counted, we talked about it. We will do better in our calculations and making sure that we have everything written down this year for 2022. But approximately 35 people were filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost in 2021. Is it enough? Is it a crusade number? No. But I'm thankful. I am so thankful that 35 people received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They received an infilling that only comes from the heaven. It is not about you shaking my hand. It is not about me doing anything for you. It's not about serving on the dream team. But it's about being filled with the Holy Spirit that will make you an opportunity or give you an opportunity to go to heaven. We didn't do very good on our calculations on this one either, but we didn't want to go above and beyond what it was, so we just went with what we knew. And through calculations with Brother Gary and Brother Caden and Brother Patrick and a few others, approximately 20 people were baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. It's not enough, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not satisfied. I want to keep moving westward. I want to keep moving. I want to keep moving. I want to keep moving. I want, to, I want Bible studies to keep being taught. I want more people to keep being baptized in Jesus' name. Just coming to my mind right now, I'm thinking about people that we didn't count that came here during the week and got baptized. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to keep on making sure the waters of baptism are troubled. You're going to see it more in, 20, in 2022. You're going to see us make a bigger deal about it. We're going to have things up and down the hallway. We're going to point to baptism every single opportunity that we get. Why? Because we've caught the vision. We understand that you must be born of the water and the spirit if you're going to enter the kingdom of heaven.
again our text, Proverbs 29. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Everybody put a smile on your face. What is the law? What God commands us to do in our vision. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, change the world. Declare his doings. Make mention that his name is exalted. To make mention that his name is exalted. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about everything that has gone on. I'm excited about everything that has taken place. There are people, there are people that are in this building that preach outside of Truth Church. There are men that go and preach at other churches and people have been filled with the Holy Ghost and people have been baptized. I just had somebody talk to me last week or I believe it was two weeks ago. Brother Jordan, he said he went and preached at a youth event and there was a kid that received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That's somebody that has a vision. Brother Jonathan has preached out and people have come to the altars and prayed and some of them have filled with the Holy Ghost. That's vision. People are being changed. Brother Ashley goes to the jails on a weekly basis and there are people that have been baptized in Jesus' name. There are people that have repented of their sins and received the Holy Ghost. Brother P. Ray has gone to the jails and he's preached and he's declared the counsel of God and he's told people that there's only one God, he's got to be saved. This goes on and on and on. And I could point to people in this congregation that have done the same thing in their jobs. Am I satisfied with it? No. But am I thankful for it? And do I want to keep moving westward? Yes, I do. we got to keep the commandment. And the commandment is what God has commanded us to do in our vision. Keep your vision and you will keep the law. And ultimately, you will remain happy. Ultimately, you'll be excited every single day because you're keeping the law. When you walk in this building, I see it. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I have a hard time with bedside manner. But I see it with you looking like the, the donkey on the, um, uh, what is it called? Eeyore. Winnie the Pooh. I mean, I've used that analogy before, but I've seen it. And I know you have the Holy Ghost. I know your whole family's in the church. I know, I know that your wife or your husband, either or, I'm not going to pinpoint anybody this morning. I'm just saying, I see it. One of you's on fire for God and one of you ain't. One of you is pumped up about Jesus and the other one knows, man, it look, you look like Eeyore all the time. <laughs> Let me tell you what you hadn't done, ladies and gentlemen. You hadn't caught the vision. Because if you caught the vision, greater is he that is in me than anything that's happening to me in the world. I'm going to quit preaching about it. I've had a lot of reasons to come in here all mully grubbed and down in the dumps. A ton. I've had every reason in the world not to lift my hands and worship. I don't want to. God, she didn't get healed like everybody said she would. Everybody prophesied. It didn't happen like they said it would. Well, I could have got mad too. And I ain't going to worship. Pastor Darren, you offended me. Get over yourself. Come on. 
If you're a guest today, I'm not usually this mean, but sometimes when, ba- when adults start acting like babies, you got to talk to them like babies. What are you doing? Don't stick your hand in the cookie jar. You know you're going to get your bottom beat. I, listen here, young man. Listen here, young lady. We need to catch the vision. And the vision is it isn't about you. When you've received, has anybody received the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Stand to your feet. If you haven't, it's okay. Just remain seated. Look around. If you've had the Holy Ghost, then I'm talking to you today. Grow up. Pull your bootstraps up. Get in the book. Study the Word of God. Study to show yourself approved, rightly dividing the Word of truth. Those of you that have the Holy Ghost, let's grow up. Amen. You be seated. Let your 16-year-old act like a 7-year-old. Oh, it's okay, honey. Be just fine. No? I'm going to shine my shoe up really good, and I'm going to stick it square in the of his behind, and I'm going to say, listen here, Joker, you're going to grow up. I ain't going to be that mean today, but I am going to say, ladies and gentlemen, we got to catch the vision. You want to see the things of God happen in your life? Very simple, not rocket science. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. No, it will not be a Corvette. No, it will not be a a 7,000 square foot home. No, it won't be all that stuff. But it'll be the desires that God has placed in you because you have said, God, I love you. God, you're all that matters. God, it's all about what you want. You want retirement to look good? Delight yourself in the Lord. You want your job to look good? Delight yourself in the Lord. Catch the vision. Because your vision changes everything. What have I not been saying? Your vision changes your outlook on what's going on and what's important in life. When you get the vision from the Word of God, it changes everything. Clap your hands under the Lord, all you people. Acts 10, I'm hurrying, Acts 10, and he became very hungry and would have eaten, but while they made ready, he fell into a trance and saw heaven open and a certain vessel descending upon him as it had been a great sheet knit. At the four corners and let down to the earth, wherein were all manner of four footed beasts on the earth, and wild beasts, and creeping things, and fowls of the air. And there came a voice to him Rise, Peter, kill, eat, and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord. For I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice spake unto him again, second time, what God hath cleansed, that call not thou common. This was done thrice, and the vessel was received up again into heaven. 
Now, why Peter doubted in himself what this vision which he had seen should mean. When God, hear me, gives you a vision, it might very well be something you've never done before. It might be against the grain. It might be something that is, I'm not too sure about this. My personality isn't going to do this. I mean, I, it, it might be against concepts. It might be a bit against paradigms. It might be against all of your ideas. But with obedience to your vision, God will bring about things that you never thought were possible. And that's what I'm trying to get in your mind and your spirit today. Vision changes everything. You may not get what God's trying to say. You may not get what God's trying to do. It may go against everything, every ounce of your being. But if you'll be obedient, God will bring about things that you never thought were possible. You may be seated. This is no doubt what has happened with Transform Truth. I'll tell you for Pastor Darren. I had a vision, a big vision, of a whole lot of money. And no, no. We didn't reach that. We haven't reached that. And I'm not saying that God can't do it before the end of the year. But what we did do when we made up in our minds what we were going to pledge to do is we pledged $93,273 is what we pledged as a body. And there have been some that have been unable to give. And there have been some that have not given and they, they've moved on in, in their life and moved on out of the church and moved to a different place and so on and so forth. And that stuff happened. But... Even with the large number, even with that number, it may have seemed impossible. It may have gone against your grain. It may have gone against your ideas. and It may have gone against your thinking. I don't know if I really want to give that much more money. I don't know if I want to do that. I'm already returning tithes. I'm already giving offerings. I'm already, I sometimes sacrificially give. I know that I give to, uh, to uh, Mission Weekly and I give to missions every month. I don't know if I want to do any more. But you did. You kept the faith. You, you said, you know something? I'm going to be just like Peter was. And I'm going to be obedient to what God has placed into my heart. If you remember, when we transformed truth service, when we put it all out there and we put it all into, the, in, into those little booklets and you took them home and I said, pray about it. Make your commitment. Get excited about what you're doing. Don't, don't get wary and well-doing. For in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. Let me tell you, because you kept the faith, and because you kicked against the, the prick, if you will, and because you said, I'm going to keep on going forward, and I, I'm going to keep on moving in, in the direction God wants me to go. Right now, given to date, not including today, we have went from what our goal or what our uh, projection was of $93,273 to $83,230.06 that has been given to date. That's because of your sacrifice, ladies and gentlemen. That's because you had a vision of what it was to transform truth and to make this church a place where people can come. His ways are not our ways, but above. And just because you don't agree with what God wants, 
what he wants to do and what he wants to see come to pass doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. Because his ways are beyond your ways. His ways are beyond my ways. They're surpassing what we want. They're surpassing what we desire. Praise God. Surpassing and disobeying our vision is what paralyzes our church and what paralyzes any individual. It hinders the revival that God wants this church to have and wants his church in general to have. So what are you trying to tell me, Pastor Darren? I am trying to tell you that you've got to make up in your mind that I am not going to allow the vision that God has placed for Truth Church and what vision God has placed in me to either come alongside or to add to so I can help support. I'm not going to let it surpass. I'm not going to pass it by. I'm not going to disobey it, but I'm going to grab a hold of the vision because I want to see great things happen. I don't want to ever be the cause of paralyzing the church. I don't want to ever be the cause of paralyzing my family. If I get a vision, it changes. Changes everything. The problem does not lie in us doubting God, but rather in the way we doubt ourselves when God is trying to use each and every one of us. I hope some of you heard that. I'm going to say it again. The problem does not lie in us doubting God. Because God's going to do whatever he wants to do, whenever he wants to do it, ever how he wants to do it. He don't need you. He don't need me. He don't need any of us. But rather, in the way we doubt in ourselves when God is trying to use us. God has spoken to many of you before. You need to give this. You need to be here. You need to serve in this area. You need to do these things. And we have discounted it. We've passed it by. Um, and what we are doing is we're being disobedient to that. And when we're disobedient to that, it paralyzes us. It can even paralyze the entire church. But if we'll make up in our mind, no, God's called me to teach in Sunday school. God's called me to be an intercessory prayer warrior. God's called me to do this and God's called me to do that and God's called me to sing. There's no doubt there's people in this building that you have talent to sing and to play instruments but you sit on the pew every single week and you do not do what God has called you to do. I'm telling you, don't let it pass you by anymore. Catch the vision because it'll change the outlook on everything. I can tell you when I was a young person Sister Alicia and I were young people here at Truth Church. There were more bass players than we needed, and there were more drummers than we needed. There were, we had choir, we had, we had all kinds of things. But now it's pulling eye teeth to get people to serve in the kingdom of God in an area, in a front, up front area. And I'm telling you, we need you because if you'll get in on it, and you'll get your vision focused on what God is trying to do. And you understand that it is not about me. Who cares if you want to or not? Does God need you or not? And the answer to that question is, yes, God does need you. 
God needs you to teach Bible studies. God needs you to go up for the Ashley to the jails. God needs you to preach the gospel. God needs you to go up into the children's area. God needs you in the youth ministry parents. God needs you. Not everyone will have vision. Not everyone will have vision. Not everyone will catch the vision from the Word of God. Not everybody will catch my vision when I cast vision. But everybody can have it. Not everybody will, but everybody can. I didn't put it in my notes because I didn't want to say it, but I am going to say it. Statement was made, and I made mention of it yesterday evening. Statement was made by a very wise man, an elder, person that helped with forming church as we know it today. But he made the statement that some people will just be scaffold in the kingdom of God. They're not going to serve. They're going to show up to church late. They're going to leave early. They're not going to come to Bible study. And they're not going to come to men's, women's prayer. They're not going to pray in the altar. They're just going to, as soon as you're done preaching, they'll leave. And the statement was made, and we got to have them. And though I agree with that statement, we got to have them. We got to have the scaffold, it helps put up the walls, it helps get things painted. I'm not satisfied with scaffold. And I'm not satisfied with anybody being scaffold. To be honest with you, though I agree with the statement, it makes me sick to my stomach because I'm not sure if scaffold will be in heaven. Because I can't find and I have ever since I heard that statement, I've studied the word of God. And though that man, I respect him and esteem him highly and the person that told me I respect him and esteem, esteem him highly. And it's nothing on any of those individuals. I just don't want to be satisfied with anybody being scaffold. I want you to be involved in what God's doing in the last days. I want your hands to beat to the plow. I want you to, I want you to be there when somebody prays and, and, and gets baptized in Jesus' name. I, I want you, you may not be able to do much, but I don't want you to remain scaffold. Because when vision is lost, you become paralyzed. Paralysis sets in. You don't worship like you used to worship when you got the Holy Ghost. When you lose vision, things stop changing. When you lose vision, you're not hungry to see the things of God come to pass. When you get your vision, it changes everything. There's a man here in our church that he's been coming for a little while now. And here at True Church, our mission for our church, the vision for our church, what drives us and pushes us forward is to love God, to serve others, to live for God, and share with others. And this man that I'm speaking of today 
has embodied that mission and that vision for our church. But not only the mission and the vision for our church, but he has embodied what I'm preaching about today. When I change my vision, when I get my vision in order, when I get it off the things that I've done for so many years and I get it on God, it changes everything. And I don't know the initial day. I don't know the moment and the time where he, he started, started acknowledging God. And I don't know the time when God filled him with his spirit. And I don't know all of the testimony that he has. But I do know, if you could help me, Brother Ashley, that Brother David encompasses truth, church, vision, and the vision from the Word of God. This man that I speak of today, that there's a picture of him on the screen. See him taking deeper life there. See him in his gray-haired years. A man that loves the Bible. He wants to know more about the Bible. A man when men, not too long ago, you probably saw the news clip and you saw it on Channel 12 or Channel 10, most likely, or you heard of it from this pulpit. Men mugged him as he was walking down the road doing his own thing. It caused him to lose some teeth and it caused him to have to have some surgeries and caused him to have all those things. Bring him up here, Brother Ashley. When it all took place, I don't remember the exact words, but he didn't charge anybody foolishly. He didn't get mad at them and say anything bad about them. He was actually a very kind man. He kept his Christianity. He kept his heartbeat for his church to love God, to serve others, to live for God, and share with others. I don't know the year. I don't know you say 25 or 20 years since you're wrecked. 23 years since Brother David had an automobile accident that caused him to never be able to drive a vehicle again. The Truth Church, I see this man walking up and down the streets, going to stores to get his groceries. I see him walking all the time. Just this week, man, it just had, it played in perfect. I was sitting at my desk getting ready for the weekend. And I look over my shoulder and who I see walking up the driveway to come to the prayer room and pray. This man has walked to prayer meetings for men's prayer at 5.30 in the morning to be here. And on this week, he was coming because he had just been to the doctor. And the doctor gave him a good report. And so he wanted to come by the church to give praise unto God for a good report. And Brother Dave, our mission, as I said here at Truth Church, is to love God, to serve others, to live for God, and share with others. And because I had people doing recon, figure out exactly what we could do. Today, we were going to show you a picture of a car, and we were going to give you a car, but then we figured out that you didn't drive, and so we couldn't do that. 
And then we were also going to get you a three-wheel motorized bike. But then we realized that you had to have some handlebars that you can handle because of your injury that you had. And so it may not be this exact one, but here in the next coming weeks, Truth Church of Denison is going to encompass, we're going to embody what we believe, to love God, serve others, to live for God, and share with others. And we're going to buy you a bike that looks like this one. It's up on the screen right now. They're about to show it to you. That's a three-wheel bike, motorized bike. And Brother David, we're going to get those handlebars. We're going to get them customized for you. And so you can still walk whenever you want to walk, but the days that you don't feel like walking, you can get on that bike right there and you can ride to get you some groceries and ride back to the house if you want to. And we're going to get you a good security system for it so no shenanigans and no hula. What is it? Hoodlums can mess up your bike and mess anything you have up. But Brother David, because you embody what Truth, try, Truth Church preaches and tries to put out to everybody else to love God, serve others, live for God, and share with others. Because you open the door all the time and because you volunteer when somebody doesn't show up, we want to make sure that we love you and we serve you. Would you give Brother David a hand today? The Bible says, blessed are they who hunger and thirst after righteousness. You can remain standing. For they shall be filled. I don't like this translation of the Bible. I pretty much despise it, but I'm going to use this particular verse from the Message Bible. It's our text. Just like how it was worded here, but if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what He reveals, they are most blessed. When you make up in your mind that it's what God wants me to do, it's all about God. It's all about what He desires. It's all about what He's placing before me and His will for my life. I just preached about the will of God for you. I'm telling you today, when you make up in your mind that it's all about God, like I believe Brother David, he lives his life. It's all about God. He's excited about what God is doing. I believe, Brother David, because of how you live and because of who you are, that that grandbaby that you held and your other grandbabies are going to have a heritage and they're going to know about the one true God. They're going to know about what God is doing in your life because you're going to be that one and tell them about it. If we never look for some way for God to better our circumstances, we will remain, we will remain in a stagnant state. I need somebody to hear what I just said. If we never look for some way for God to better our circumstances, whatever they may be, we will remain in a stagnant state of compromise and satisfaction 
and we will never, somebody say never, we will never tap in to the reality, I said reality, that God has for you and for me. He has something. He knows the plans that He has for you. They're of good and not of evil to give you an expected end. Brother David could remain in a stagnant state if he wouldn't have fallen in love with Jesus Christ. If he wasn't in love with Jesus Christ and somebody would have beat him down how they did, you know what would have happened? He would have stayed right there just depressed. And Man, I can't believe this happened to me. But he said, no, I know a God that wants me to do better. I know a God that wants me to be better. I know a God that wants me to move. Told you, ladies and gentlemen, that I'm thankful for everything. I'm thankful for many other Brother David's thankful for many other ladies that are like Brother David that are in our congregation. And tonight, when we go to our Riverview RV Park and we go to the rally room there, we're going to appreciate you and we're going to thank you for all that you do. But I'm thankful for everything. I'm thankful for every dollar that's been given. I'm thankful for every person that jumped on the bandwagon for missions. I'm thankful for all that stuff. But I'm not satisfied. I want to keep on moving westward. So today, today, because it's Mission Sunday, and because we have friends that have been to our church before, and we have friends that are catching the vision of this last and closing hour, that they have to love God, and they have to serve others, and they have to live for God and share with others going to bring to you a video today that it is going to be one that in January he's going to be one of our domestic missionaries one of our state missionaries that we're going to begin to support he's preached from this pulpit he's been to this church and he has been a very big influence in my life though we are close to the same age him and his wife are close to my age and Sister Ginger's age have been a massive influence in his passion and his zeal for the kingdom of God. One that was strung out on drugs. One that was addicted to pornography. One that didn't have any hope. The one that said, man, I don't want anything to do with God. But God changed him. God gave him an opportunity, gave him a new lease on life. He became a youth president of a district. He became a men's director of a district. He became a a, uh, superintendent of a district. And he built the church, him and his wife built the church. But today, today he said, I'm not satisfied. I want to keep moving westward. And so when I heard about what he was doing, many of you in the front of your Bibles, you have some stickers that come from him, something that he wrote up. Brother Mark Brown. And it's helped you in your faith and helped you in living for God and doing what God wants you to do. And I believe that it is one thing that helps drive our vision home is men like this, is people like this. They love God and they get out of their comfort zone to serve others. They are so passionate about living for God that they will do whatever it takes to share with others. And because I heard this and because I talked to him on the phone and and because I I watched this video, I was like, man, that encompasses Truth Church of Denison. That is what we stand for, what he's doing. And I would to God that someday one of you that are in this building would have the same passion that we're about to see. 
But before we sing and before we come to this altar for just a few minutes, I know I've gone long today. I want us to watch this video from Brother Mark Brown. And I want you to take in, in consideration to become a part of Mission Weekly. If you don't give $5 a week, make up in your mind after this video, I'm going to give $5 a week. Why? Because it's not about me. It's about the kingdom of God. And I'm going to do whatever I can to further the kingdom of God. Not only right here in Denison, but outside of Denison. Would you go ahead? South Dakota. I've been fortunate and blessed to live here for 15 years. The beautiful landscape, the beautiful scenery, Mount Rushmore, the Badlands, all the open prairies, it's incredible. And you can sometimes get lost in all the grandeur of nature and the hunting and the fishing. And you can get distracted from what we don't see. And what we don't see are churches in every town. There are 310 towns and 66 counties. In all of that, there are only six churches. And when I find myself driving, my wife and I will go from town after another town after another town, and there is no apostolic witness. Rapid City, 75,000 souls, no church. Brookings, 25,000 souls, no church. Yankton, no church. Spearfish, no church. Clear Lake, Redfield, Belfuge, Deadwood, Lead, Phillip, Midland, Highmore, Blunt. Who is going to reach these people? Jesus said in Mark chapter 1, verse 38, let us go over into the next towns that I may preach there also. This is why Jesus came, he told his disciples, was to go to the next town, not just to stay in one town and just build one church, but there are neighboring communities, there are neighboring towns that need to have a witness. They need to know this gospel. It's not God's will for there to be towns and communities without an apostolic witness, without an apostolic presence. And it could seem overwhelming, it could seem impossible, like how on earth can we do this? But in the 15 years I've been here, driving from the next town to the next town to the next town with no apostolic witness, no apostolic church, I see other churches. I see a Methodist church in every town. I see a Catholic church in every town. And I realize it is possible to have the presence of a church in every town. The task of North American Missions is to take the gospel to where there is people. Still to this day, there are thousands of towns that have no apostolic witness. The size of this mission is massive, but the journey of a thousand miles begins with the next town. Truth Church, we're going to partner with the next town. 
We're going to be a part of the next town in South Dakota. So you'll understand what Brother Mark Brown and his wife have done. They have resigned their church and their youth pastor that they brought up, became assistant pastors, become the pastor. They will base out of that church there in South Dakota, and they will every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, they will drive to the next town. And after that town, they'll drive to the next town. And after that town, they'll drive to the next town. And they will go there to each town each day, those Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesdays. And they will, they're going to do it every week, starting in Jan maybe February. They're going to start maybe, or maybe January, could be February. And they are going to go with a family from their home church. And they are going to try their best to start a work, start a Bible study. And when it gets established, when that town gets established, and the next town, the next town, and it takes them ever how long to get those three towns done, and, and they get them they get a Bible study group or a, a church group, they're going to pass that off to that couple that went with them. And then they're going to go to three more towns and three more towns. So what we are going to be doing is because they will not have a weekly income that they would have pastoring a church, we, along with many other churches in the United Pentecostal Church, are going to partner with them because they are doing what the book of Acts talks about, from town to town to town. Truth Church, that is what we are all about. Loving God, serving others, living for God, and sharing with others. It's because of faithfulness. It's because you grab a hold of a vision that we're able to reach the lost. We're able to reach the lost right here in Denison. But more than just in Denison, we can go outside these four walls to the highways and the hedges of South Dakota, to the highways and the hedges of Taronga. And we can reach the lost in the dying world. Would you stand to your feet and lift your voices as they begin to sing right now? In the name of Jesus, Lord, would you guide us? Would you lead us? Would you let us purpose in our heart to be sacrificial in how we live our life for you? In the name of Jesus Christ. God, would you cover us in your blood? Would you cover us in our, in, in our minds with your blood? Cover our hearts with your blood and let us have a heartbeat that says we're going to serve no matter what. Lord, I, I don't mean to put him on a pedestal, but Lord, I pray that we could all have a heartbeat like Brother David has. Whatever it takes, Brother Ashley, I'll serve. Whatever it takes, Sister Penny, I'll serve. I'll do whatever I can. I may not have the best outlook. I may not have the best health. I may not do my best, but I, I'm going to do whatever I can for the kingdom of God. In the name of Jesus, cover us in your blood. Let there be Bible study teachers that are burned from this service. Let there be disciple bakers that burn from this service. Let there be people that look to the, to the hills and say, I'm going to further myself in the kingdom of God. I'm going to reach the lost that are in this dying world because I do have a light. I have been set up on a hill. Come on, Truth Church. Would you make your way to this altar for a few minutes? Holy Spirit, break us. Come and overtake us, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 